Buzzkill Sports Network podcast. Greg Anchors and Brian Sean break down Bison basketball. And you typically find a way to win some of those games at home. You know, you, you do that against Omaha at home, and you find a way to do that at home. To do that on the road is a whole different deal. To sweep the South Dakota schools on the road it is, is impressive. Welcome to the Midco Sports Network podcast. Welcome to another installment of the Midco Sports Network podcast. I am Greg Anchors, alongside Brian Sean, the voice of Bison Basketball. Brian, how you doing? I'm doing well, man. This has been a good start to the Summit League season so far. It's It's been really fun, actually. A lot of good games across the board, and uh, for North Dakota State to be off to the start they are on the men's side, even women's side, it's pretty pretty impressive. It's not been a bad first two weeks in Summit League play with both the men's and women's team combining to go 7-1 and one through the first two weeks. And uh, we're going to talk a little Bison basketball here for as long as anybody will listen to us, I guess, <laughs> and uh, get you caught up on maybe what you don't know and preview what's ahead for the NDSU teams. And let's start on the men's side, Brian. And Talk a little bit about their start, 4-0 through the first two weeks of Summit League play, sitting on top of the standings and uh, a battle-tested team in the non-conference season, and I think that that's starting to pay some dividends for this group. Yeah, I think it is. I mean, they they didn't play very even basketball. There were times I thought uh, their toughness was in question on some of their non-conference games. Um, you know, even Dave Richmond even said after the games against Xavier and Missouri State, you know, I don't think those teams were 30 and 15 points better than we were in those games. We just, you know, did not come out playing very well and, and kind of cowered a little bit, I think, when, when, when the chips went against them. And, you know, ever since really they got in a conference play and probably even started a little bit before that against that last eight minutes against UC Davis in mid-December, they were able to come back and win that game. Played competitively at Arkansas, probably the most competitive non-conference game against a, a real high major program that they played all year was against Arkansas. Uh, and then they got the Christmas break, came back, and that second half comeback against South Dakota State really got it started. When they put up 58 points in the second half, uh, they really started to dig in. Their their players that they needed to play well played well, and that's what you got to have. You know, you got to have your 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 big guns play well. And Paul Miller has really answered the bell. Uh, on more than one occasion to carry the offensive load when they needed baskets. And we see the difference that you allude to there with Paul Miller. He's so much more effective when he's going to the basket and not just hanging around the outside of the arc like he was earlier in the season a little bit. When we see A.J. Jacobson driving to the hoop, that's when this team is really at its best because that gets the defense off guard a little bit, opens up those perimeter shots, helps Dexter Werner inside as well. And you also mentioned you know, the 50-point halves that they've been having in the second half little bit of a reversal the other night at South Dakota where they had a strong first half and a poor second half. And so the dangling carrot that I think is still out there is putting together a full 40-minute game. I think so, and I think you'd even hear you know Dave Richmond talk about that. And he keeps going back to NASCAR, which I find hilariously funny how much he wants to talk about NASCAR. I'm comparing his team to NASCAR. He doesn't, doesn't know a thing about NASCAR. Even self-admittedly he said that. But, uh, you know, he just keeps saying, you know, we're not always the best or the fastest, but we find ways to win. And that's the encouraging thing is, uh, you know, they've been in dogfights every game. Neither, none of them have been easy. I mean, they've, they've had a battle the last couple of possessions. It's come down to the last four or five minutes of each game they've played, and they found a way to win all four. And you typically find a way to win some of those games at home. You know, you, you do that against Omaha at home, and you find a way to do that at home. To do that on the road is a whole different deal. To sweep the South Dakota schools on the road, 
is is impressive. impressive. That's an impressive feat. I mean, again, South Dakota State had won 34 straight games at home coming into that game with the Bison. USD was 8-0 at home in their new building before NDSU came in and won that one there. And in both situations, they were down. You know, and again, different ways. South Dakota State, they had to come back from double digits to win in the second half. It would have been real easy, I think, in the game against USD to fold up the tents when they went down four with a couple of minutes left um, when Matt Mooney gave them the lead. And then Cabela's hits the three. They get another basket from, you know, Dexter Werner. Again, the two fouled shots that were missed by Mooney, and then Werner hits both of his. I mean, those are winning plays. And, you know, even the game against South Dakota, they're – they're outshot at the line 30 to 13 in that game, and they still find a way to win. Uh, you know, those are things that, you know, you overcoming those type of obstacles on the road in the Summit League, that's why the home records are so good in this league. Winning on the road is tough. For them to have their first two road wins against the South Dakota schools to start is incredibly impressive and important. Not that it's going to get any easier, but you only have six road games left now in the Summit League. If you can even go 500 in those games, and then take care of business at home. You're in good shape. Oh, you're you're in the top two at least at that in that situation. Yeah. So uh, the home records of North Dakota State. They've got Denver. They've got their uh, Denver coming up this weekend. They've got their attention. Western Illinois. Look out. These guys are coming to your house, and and they're looking to scratch out W's any way that they can. Um, Let's talk a little bit more about that South Dakota game. Uh, uh, just the other night, uh, you mentioned you know they were undefeated at home. Uh, it wasn't uh, the way that we were accustomed to seeing them grind out a victory, uh, but the play of Paul Miller, Dexter Werner, Kai Cabellus, those three guys especially, for them to step up and, and take care of South Dakota the way that they did. Do you have to guard, do you think, about this team being overconfident at any point or because they have had to grind them out, they're appreciating every moment of this stretch? I think they're appreciating them. and. You know, they're all they're not like apologetic after winning these games, but you can tell they're still not happy with the way they're playing. They're they're not putting together a full 40 minutes yet. You can tell just by the way they talk. You know, even after the South Dakota game, you know, it's like, "Hey, we're up 13. We shouldn't have put ourselves in that position to begin with." You know, that's a, we have to find a way to finish and not put ourselves in these, you know, these really tough uh, you know, ad, ad, adverse situations to have to come back from those and uh, the fact that they did, they're 4-0. I think in some respects they feel lucky to be 4-0 based on some of the lapses they've had throughout games. But at the same time, you know, you, you've won those games. So the the point and the hard part is now is, you know, I, what I would say going to Denver is you're playing with house money now. I mean, you know, if you can split on the road, you're doing well. Well, they've won the first two road games. If you can win a third at Denver, wow, I mean, you're really doing something special so you hope they come out loose and just play a strong basketball game at Denver because that sets up the rest of the schedule so much better, especially when you have Fort Wayne coming to town uh, next Thursday night. We know how tough Fort Wayne is and what they've done so far this season. The grind continues, and that's what's so wonderful uh, and daunting about the Summit League at the same time is uh, I think every game we're going to see from here on out is going to be a dogfight. Uh, it's going to make it exciting for us. It's going to make it exciting for the viewers at home hopefully, and those that uh, come pack the stands at the Shields Center. Uh, but it's definitely going to make it uh, an uphill battle each and every night. Let's shift gears a little bit and, and talk about another successful team uh, up there at NDSU. Uh, the Bison women also off to a 3-1 and one start in league play after uh, a disappointing as far as wins and losses go in the non-conference season. But here's a team that's putting it together, and I think uh, just about every night when we're done with the broadcast, we're going, 
man, look at look at the progress of this team. Look at where this team is at, and what a pleasant surprise for Martin Wellseth and company. Yeah, it, it, I think it is, and it, it's been cool to see them playing so much better as a team. And, you know, it, when you even talk to the players, they're like, yes, we're sharing the ball better. We're cutting down on the, on the silly mental mistakes, and yeah, we still make some, but we don't make as many as we used to make. And, you know, they didn't play particularly well against Fort Wayne. I mean, you even talk to the kids after the game. They're kind of shaking their heads. It's nice to not have to play great and still win by 12 against a conference opponent. And it didn't feel that way earlier in the no. season. It felt like they were going to have to play such a perfect game right. to win. Right. And like you say, to, to not be on top of their eight game and still win by a dozen really says something about the growth. Yeah, I think so. And that's, I mean, that's a game they really had to have against Fort Wayne. I mean, that's the team that... I think you know people are looking at right now starting 0-4 in the league. That team may have a tough road ahead to get into the Summit League tournament just based on what they have left with their schedule. And for North Dakota State to have three conference wins already puts them in good position, you know, for the rest of the way. Again, a long time, a long way to go. 13 league games left, but it at least puts them in position to make the league tournament, which was goal number one for this team. We didn't make the league tournament last year. We can't let that happen two years in a row. So how many spots can they climb in the rankings to get a decent seating? That's hard to say. You know, we'll see what happens this weekend at Western Illinois. That's going to be a good litmus test, litmus test for this team. And the reality is they play three of their next four on the road, and none of them are easy trips. When you go to Macomb, you come home, and then you got to go to Indianapolis, and then a couple days later, uh, you know, a few days later, go out to South Dakota and then come back home again. Uh, this, this little stretch they got here is going to be a very, very interesting stretch. And, you know, for them, could they even split the next four games somehow, some way? Going to South Dakota is going to be tough. Going to Western is going to be tough. Going to IUPUI is going to be tough. Can you win one of those three games? And then can you take care of business at home against Omaha? If they can do that, that'll at least put them in position to still have a winning record, be 5-3 and three in the league, and still look really good going into the second half of the schedule after one time through. So that's that's the part of it, I think, for them that's that's going to be tough, that's going to be a challenge, but it all starts this week at Western Illinois. Fortunately for them, they've had a whole week off to get ready for maybe what is the toughest trip travel-wise in the Summit League, and that's going to Macomb. Definitely, the, the travel difficult and the style of play that Western mm-hmm. possesses also poses a challenge for NDSU. Very intrigued to see how that game goes down uh, this Saturday afternoon. Looking back at at their schedule a little bit here. We, we talked about getting out to the three and one start and we like to talk about how it so easily could have been four and zero for this group as well. Nearly knocking off both of the South Dakota schools, a la the men. Uh, there are definitely gonna be some revenge games in Vermillion and Brookings uh, coming up in a couple weeks. And uh, those are gonna be difficult games for this group to win. Looking at it from an individual standpoint, Taylor Thunstead's been Taylor Thunstead. Uh, Brianna Jones has been Brianna Jones, and then some, I think, with some of the injuries that they've had to the interior to Riley Jacobson um, and, and Emily Spear. Um, how about the growth of this freshman group, though? Sarah Jacobson, Riley Nudell, girls who probably weren't ready to be starters at the beginning of the season, certainly probably weren't. I think even they would admit that. But the roles that they've kind of taken on and the growth that they have shown has been uh, incredible to this point. You know, when they they didn't have Riley Jacobson available for the game against South Dakota, and I really thought, you know, again, I, I didn't think Spear was going to play. We just the way she was moving around, it's like I think she needs to sit for a while. That she's had a couple different things happen in her lower body, and and that's tough to play the way she plays without that. But without Riley Jacobson and only having eight players available, and essentially only one post player, 
you know, I was like, how are they going to do this? You know, they didn't really have time to practice um, with only one post player and run some of their stuff. They didn't really change anything that they run offensively or some of the things they do. They just they went with what they had, and you know, and honestly, I think they learned something about themselves that game that they can actually maybe play that way a little bit more. So, you know, sometimes when you're forced into those tough situations, you have to play a certain way with certain personnel, and you almost opens your eyes and says, well, maybe we can do that a little bit more because we played well that way. But the most important thing that you see from the buys and women, I think, is across the board is effort. Every player that is out there is playing with energy and effort on both ends of the floor every possession. And that, to me, is a significant step for this program, You know that, that they're continuing to work and bring it every single day. And I give that, a lot of that credit to the coaching staff, not only Martin and Keith who have been here, but also what Ryan Martin and Morgan Page have done coming in as new assistants to this program and helping build that culture that Martin's been wanting to build, which is just working and bringing your lunch pail every day. You know, Taylor's been unbelievable. I think Bree, to me, has been really, really good. I thought she was great against Fort Wayne. She has a lot of double-doubles. You look at some of her rebounding numbers. She's among the top five, six in rebounding in the Summit League. You, can, you, know, you can't look past that, considering how undersized she is in a lot of ways underneath. But these freshmen are getting better. I mean, you saw Tyra Spencer the last couple of games. She played well at Denver. I thought she had a really good floor game against Fort Wayne. You know, Sarah Jacobson is leading all freshmen in the country in minutes played right now and almost 600 minutes played. And, again, this is a true freshman. She's not a redshirt freshman. Uh, so that that in itself, you know, that she's been able to hold up playing, you know, 38 to 40 minutes a game since conference play started says a lot. And, you know, can now the rest of the players continue to come along? You hope you get Riley Jacobson back with his shoulder injury. Um, you know, you saw Anna Goodhope take some steps in the right direction over the last two, three games. So, you know, as long as you can continue to get contributions and everybody plays within themselves and plays within the system and, and just cuts down on the mental errors and the turnovers, I think they can stay in a lot of games because they still turned it over 22 times against Fort Wayne right. and still won by 12. <laughs> you take that. So that, that, those are the things where you're like, okay, we're, we are getting better, and I think the team, the team agrees with that. It's been a good start, and uh, we anticipate seeing a strong finish from both of these clubs. And hope that you'll tune in to Midcoast Sports Network next Wednesday at 7 o'clock as we've got the Bison women against Omaha. And then Thursday night, a big 1-2 showdown in the Summit League. It's going to be a good one. North Dakota State, Fort Wayne, that one at 7 o'clock as well next Thursday on Midco Sports Network. Brian, Sean, and Greg Steen will have the call for you. Brian, thanks for joining us here on the Midco SN Podcast. Always a pleasure to be with you, my friend. <laughs> All right. I'm Greg Anchors, and we will see you next time. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for listening to this Midco SN Podcast. To listen to any of our past episodes, go to midcosn.com slash podcast.